Fanboy Modeling School. Hello and welcome to Fanboy Modeling School. I am host number one, the Fat Mantis, and I am here with host number two, Steve, your uncle curmudgeon. How are you, curmudgeon? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. That was like the perfect opening, folks. I want you to know, like, that audio is going to sound fucking amazing. Oh, we we crispy motherfuckers up in here. Put an HD next to that shit. HD <laughs> in it. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? I'm I'm ha- I'm having a good one, man. I had a relaxing Sunday. Now I got to get back to the grind. We got Comic-Con next week, so I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of streaming from that. Um, you know, that's going to be a busy weekend, but right now I just had to take my one moment, my one day Sunday to, to chill. It was beautiful. No doubt. No doubt. So a quick bit of business before we get into order, before we get to the show, make sure you check out our shows on spoon. You can catch the fat mantis Thursday nights at 8 PM for a show called rogue planet where we, he does a deep dive into all things nerdum and has great conversations with people from around subcultures throughout the entirety of nerdum 8 p.m only on spoon radio that's right and you can catch the curmudgeon every tuesday night at 8 p.m eastern for conversations that matter interviews with all sorts of people anywhere from entertainment to other types of things if you really want to explore what's going on in the world this is the think piece show for you it's excellent he also does a little show called request box live more dj style type thing and that's every weekday night at 10 p.m eastern but tonight, all of these only on spoon only on spoon folks if you're not on only. spoon if you're not on spoon every time you're a say, sucker every time we say spoon we get ten dollars what are we whores <laughs> yeah spread them <laughs> so we get to be our full selves we got a great show here for you tonight folks you can see we're keeping our professional hat on because i think we have more topics than you're probably going to be accustomed to so we're going to try to give it to you in a streamline less intoxicated that's a lie we're going to give it to you as streamlined as possible but we're going to get intoxicated mantis what are our topics for the evening Tonight, we are going to be talking about the video game release of Midnight Suns. What to expect? This is Marvel's new video game. Let's see how it's going to fare after coming off of Avengers A-Day. Yeah. Then we've also been discussing about the box office and the future of Venom 2 and the Spider-Man franchise. What is going on, Sony? We need to find out. Then we've also got a review and prediction for the finale of What If? A review of What If Ultron Had Won, Episode 8. And then, of course, we're going to talk about uh, some just entertainment news, such as Squid Game, Midnight Mass, and, of course, all the stuff going on with Denzel and Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, well, shit, man. It only took us three minutes and 34 seconds that time. I wasn't prepared for how clean that was. We're getting, you know, we're, we're, like, we're like fucking pros. <laughs> what do we shit? do clean? You don't mention how clean it is, man. They don't realize that basically uh, normally in an average episode of Fanboy Modeling School, every 15 seconds is a different cut. Yeah. We're, we film it seven times. We cut, cut every 50. It's just cutting around, cutting around. Not, not really in the same conversation. You know, it's movie magic. It's why we can't keep any interns. They apparently don't like to be screamed at freaking communists they don't like to be it's in the yellow. <laughs> like, i'm old school hollywood over here man I, when i start my work day off i throw a beer can right in an intern's head and that's how you start your day 
Um, That's how you prepare your day, so they don't because they get more shocked if it happens in the afternoon. So, quick thing: Charlemagne the God and I forget the other guy's name. They were talking about interns that come to work at radio stations like Hot ninety seven and stuff like that. And uh, you know what? Who are the interns that succeed versus the interns who get lost in the truffle shuffle? It's the intern that dares to say, "Hey, maybe I can spend some time with Charlemagne today." When in actuality. They only ever bring interns in to do busy work. So, folks, if you're an intern stepping into somewhere, I want you to say instantly, suck my D. I want to hang out with the big dog. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't see that coming. Wow. So let's talk about Midnight Suns, man. Uh, I know I'm a month late. My buddy uh, Zach had brought it up to me, and I didn't really pay much attention to it because I'm a bit jaded when it comes to video games in regards to Marvel. I think you did the right thing. You know why? I have. I'm, I basically I usually withhold my opinions um, until I see gameplay footage, and they've right, yet right, to right. give us that, so we don't even know what we're getting. Okay, so and right. with that said, the cinematic though, if we're just judging the cinematic and the concept of it, I like the idea. I do think we're going to get another friggin' uh, Marvel Alliance type game, which, by the way, I've been playing with. My, I played with my son a couple of times. Not a bad game. And that, in fact, Marvel Alliance is probably more fun as a superhero game than Avengers uh, A-Day. Or as some people in Canada, for some reason, say a day. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that's about. But when we look at like... <laughs> <laughs> when, we look at, when we look at the Midnight Suns game, let's just talk about the trailer. I have, okay. no, I have no idea what's going on. There's a lot of shit happening on the screen. Wolverine's there, so I'm already lost, right? I've already sent him my pre-order money. I see that there's um, something. So I, I, I was enraged is. when I saw it. What? What? <laughs> Here we go. I was enraged when I saw it. Why? So the, the oh, so same thing. Wolverine, Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel. What are they doing in a Midnight Suns no, 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 game? No, 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 no. So that those so Captain America, Iron Man, those people, they're like cannon fodder in the beginning of the trailer, and then you see Ghost Rider, you see Blade. These are going to be the the main. So they're not going to stick around. Are they like? Why are they even here? I I don't. So we don't know yet as playable characters. And in, in regards to the uh, the Midnight Suns game, Wolverine makes sense because there has been crossover with him and what's the kid's name? Um, fuck had a uh, had a Hulu show. Basically, their version of John Constantine, except for he's uh, the son of Mephisto or some shit. Uh, fuck. You know who I'm talking about, man. He's got a fucking pentagram on his chest. Huge, fiery pitchfork. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> who is their version of God. Actually, you know what? Look it up. Look it keep, up. Keep talking. Yeah, I'm going to look up who, who they were because I was actually looking at the old membership before. Um, so, so Wolverine makes sense in the Midnight Suns. But when we think about it, we do typically kind of, kind of, uh, we do think about, uh, you know, Johnny Blaze's, uh, ghost rider. We think about the, I forget the ghost rider, the guy's name that was ghost rider after Johnny blaze, but he's my favorite iteration of ghost rider. That's the one I grew up with. Uh, right. It was, uh, was it Kevin. What is going on tonight? Where's all our comic book acumen? What happened to us? Uh, Oh no, it was Daniel catch. Okay. Daniel Ketch was it was the one after him, and Robbie, Robbie Reyes is the is the current one with a car instead of a thing. Yeah, who's technically so, not a Ghost Rider uh, in the traditional sense. He isn't. He didn't get his powers from an actual demon. It's actually his uncle who's giving him the powers. But at any rate, uh, go ahead. Okay, so um, 
So members have included Baron Skullfire, Doctor Strange, Frank Drake, Ghost Rider, uh, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, Hannibal King, Hellstrom. Yeah, Hellstrom. Boom. Thank God. Gen- yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Hellstrom. Jennifer Kale, Louise Hastings, Moloch, Morbius, uh, uh, Vengeance, Werewolf by Night, Iron Fist, Man Thing, Moon Knight, Scarlet Spider, Wong, Bear, uh, Doctor. No, it's Doctor Voodoo, Elsa Bloodstone, and Blade. So um, those are all been the official, according to the Marvel database. Those are the right. people who are the official throughout history been the memberships. Yeah. So we got no Wolverine. We got none of these Captain America shit. I'm, I'm telling you, um, Wolverine I, is literally there because of the one appearance that he, the one or three appearances he's made in crossovers with these characters. Like Hellstrom had to free Wolverine's soul from hell. There's comic book. Uh, context here folks don't let mantis hate on wolverine for no reason he's dealt with vengeance on multiple min- missions okay and he's also been with ghost rider on many of these type of missions before i hear what you're saying but what i'm saying is he is here to here's what i'm saying when you're gonna do a, a, a video game it should be the true core essence of the people and so i understand like he's just there to move sell copies people want to play as wolverine i get it i dig that what I'm saying is, do you really? They should because I I hear a lot of hater in your voice like now. It's like, yeah, I understand why she moved on. I get it. It sh- it should be Doc. It should be Doc Strange. It should it should be um, it should be Blade. It should be Ghost Rider. But it should be like also Moon Knight. It should you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like stuff like like basically people who have really been in, in the franchise, and I just I I don't like that they're not you know they're 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 you know Iron Man and Captain America are playable characters. Well, I don't know if they're actually... We see, we don't know that. We don't know if they're playable characters. I know in the cinematic, they seem to be in duress, like in distress, and they were coming to their aid. Because in a, a situation, so folks, you need to understand something about the Marvel landscape, right? There are certain people you want on certain missions, and then there are other people you don't want other missions, right? So I could make a just justification for Wolverine being on a spiritual mission because he's dealt with the unearthly before. He, he, he is currently killing vampires in the comic books. Yeah, he has a lot of uh, issues with vampires. That's very true. He has crossover with the stuff. Moon Knight, right? You want him on your team if you're dealing with the undead. You want Blade. You obviously want Ghost Rider. You might even you want, want Hellstrom. You, you want, want Hellstrom. You, you know, one hundred percent. You want Hellstrom. Maybe even more than Doctor Strange. If you have to barter with Mephisto or anyone from the Hell Realm, right? You want Hellstrom in there. You definitely don't want Captain America or Iron Man anywhere near Right. Situation. What the hell are these guys doing? You know, and they even have Iron Man in like Misto armor. Like he, it's like gold and it has like all these weird, it was gold and black and it has like runes on it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, come you, on. You got to put the runes on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want these Avengers to get the fuck out of my video game and I, I want the real occultists. You are such a fickle, fickle. You and shout out to Shaolin. Shout out to Shaolin. Shaolin Icebox Wish you were here to defend me You guys are such (laughs) fickle Fickle nerd fans Man I'm I'm just a guy Out here enjoying myself (laughs) These guys are there to sell To move copies but they're not real members Of the Midnight Sun so like Why do you keep acting surprised by this business model How many times have you read a comic book And been like why is is Spider-Man In this comic book Yo, Spider-Man, basically Spider-Man and Wolverine are comic book steroids. They'll put them in everything. And like, and within a month, Wolverine will have 50 appearances. I'm like, wait, 
He's currently on the Fantastic Four, but also on the X-Men, but also in two different Avengers teams. One's off-planet, one's on Earth. He's got like five solo books. I'm not even bringing up X-Men yet. I haven't even had time to mention the X-Men. All the X-Men love he gets. So is the hatred of Wolverine really just about the amount of play he gets because he's a, an easily writable character and he's popular? It's because they, they put him everywhere. And I'm like, no superhero has that much time. So you're the type of motherfucker that hates Michael Jordan, too. You're like, look at him scoring all those points, thinking he's so good. <laughs> I, I, I cannot believe you just compared Wolverine to Michael Jordan. I came for starters. That's insane. <laughs> no, I compared your un warranted hatred to a successful character uh, you know i will i will accept if they put wolverine in the midnight sun the other guys need to get the fuck no, out they need to go so here's a good here's gonna be the thing right so i would actually some you know i was thinking about this in my head today how would i want the gameplay to be do i want it to be like uh avengers a day eh, maybe not because they haven't really mastered that yet great concept not working so well in the combat style sometimes it's really fun in fact if you get a chance, folks, the Black Panther DLC, the Kate Bishop DLC is actually, it's its a lot of fun. Their play style is a lot of fun. I would be okay if this was the Marvel Alliance type play style. I'm not even going to talk about that stupid fucking Galaxy, the Guardians game they're making. Look, the movies are fine. <laughs> Stop trying to sell me on the Guardians, all right? My, my whole thing is that if, if they couldn't make Avengers work, how are they going to make the Guardians? If they listen, listen. all right, I'm going to be the guy to say it. I'm, I'm just going to be the guy to say it. Can you name one arc prior to Annihilation where you picked up a comic book that had any of those characters from the Guardians of the Galaxy in it, and you were like, "Oh man, thank God I'm reading something with Rocket the Raccoon." <laughs> Yeah, no. As a matter of fact, yo, originally, yeah, that's so funny because I, I'm pro. I like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that 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 team, in particular, it's clear that they put them together as they were all like losers. Yeah. Um, and then they also like uh, you know another thing the movie really met, missed and uh, missed opportunity on is freaking having Moon Dragon in there. Oh, Moon Dragon is the shit. Because Moon Dragon is Thanos' real daughter. Wait, Moon Dragon is a telepath. She's Drax's real yeah, daughter. Yeah, she's a ball. Oh, she's right. She's Drax's yeah. real daughter. But I'm saying like, um, there's so. I th- I assume they were eventually going to go into Drax's past or whatever, and they didn't. Um, it's so it just yeah, I, it was a missed opportunity. So, but here's what I'm saying: Marvel Ultimate Alliance. If you ever get a Switch Mantis, that game, or you play it on mobile, the, that play style of game that would be good for this. Now, if they did decide to do an A Day type combat style, right? I'm going to need them to lean in very heavily on the graphics. And it's not because of Wolverine. It's actually because of my favorite Marvel character. No surprise here. Saw the movie 19 times in the fucking theater when it came out. Blade. Any whirling dervish martial arts based character. I cannot stand glitchy combat. Because I'm looking at this from a martial arts aspect, right? I want these characters to fight well, man. Like, I want to see good parries. I want arkham style combat for yes these i was about to say what are your thoughts on the arkham arkham video games because i love that combat i love that combat but i really think they mastered that type of combat in a non-arkham game which was uh lord of the rings uh shadow of war right 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 a lot of people were ripping that off like you know they did a captain america game that yeah. was a complete rip off of it yeah it was basically an arkham game but you would just look like captain america apparently that game is really, <laughs> apparently that game is really fun 
the uh, yeah that's yeah I played it it's good yeah Chris Evans loved it <laughs> like he said it was one of the greatest, yeah. the greatest things he's ever played um but that's what I would want so but let's talk about the story here for a second I don't know much about the Midnight Suns it's something I've read uh I usually leaned more towards the defenders for some reason I just never got into that so what do you think right so so they they're going up against their main villain Lilith the mother the mother of demons and they actually and that's another problem that I have with it. So there's this chick in there, and I was like, I couldn't identify the chick, and I couldn't identify all of them. I oh, even recognized Sister Grimm. Yeah. Uh, Sister Grimm, who's, um, uh, most people call her by her real name, Nico something or other Japanese girl. She has a, a, a magical staff. Oh, wait. You know, this kind of looks Pause. Is that the Nico from the fucking, um, uh, uh, Runaways? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I so that she's was in, her. she's in, yeah, that's her. And so, uh, yeah, her code name is Sister Grimm. Uh, but, um, so, so I, I recognize her. I saw Magic as a character yeah, yeah, from, yeah. you know, New Mutants. Love it. Lo- yeah. Loving it. Magic. These are magical base guys here to fight against the occult. I dig it. And then there's another woman, and she has like samurai stuff on her. And I'm like, who is that? Who is that? I tried to look it up. I was like, who? I don't know this character. Turns out, they call her the hunter. She's a completely original character who's never appeared in the comic before. Yeah. It's going to be Lilith's daughter, like yeah, half human, yeah. half Lilith daughter. And I'm like, you're just pissing me off on every angle, Marvel. Hold on for a second. Now there's precedent here. Harley Quinn, X-23, not original Marvel comics characters. Look at how insanely, oh, one DC, one Marvel. X-23 being Marvel, Harley Quinn being DC. She originated an anime and an anime right. series, and so did X twenty three. Two wildly popular characters. No, you're. I hear you on that. I hear that. No, that doesn't mean they're going to um, do it well. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I'm not taking ownership. Of I, I just Marvel. wish that the roster was made up of actual men. I just read a whole a whole roster <laughs> of superheroes who need to be in this shit. You know what I mean? So, yo, like, so, yo, I love Elsa Bloodstone is another great character. Oh, great would love character. to have her in there. Yeah, you know, but Moon, even Moon Knight. If you think about some of the occult stuff, like Brother Voodoo. Okay, Brother Voodoo. I want to talk to you about Brother Voodoo for a second. I, uh, I fucking love Brother Voodoo. I hate the name, but I love fucking Brother Voodoo, man. Because he, I love Brother Voodoo. Not only is he an amazing sorcerer, but he's also crafty as fuck. When yeah. you get a chance, read Strange Academy. It's Doctor Strange's X Men. School. Oh, Strange Academy. That's actually a great title for a book. Strange Academy. Wow. Dr. Voodoo is one of the, the teachers there, but yeah. we'll see what they do with this. So we've only got the cinematics at this point, folks. We need to see actual gameplay, right? And that's going to be the next big thing. I, I don't know what else to say other than don't screw it up, right? Don't like, you know, you, you're de- delivering what should be a home run product to a fan base that's waiting for a successful game just make something playable dude that people want to have a good time with i i don't what what is there some fucking secret sauce that i'm not understanding like do they all meet up <laughs> and they're just like well man what are you gonna do it's fucking- <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm yeah i'm waiting for the for the gameplay stuff we'll see what happens but right now i am a little annoyed about like it being it's basically another avengers game at this point with that the amount of avengers they put in there oh uh, you know I'm, who- uh, I'm fine with Doctor Strange because he is both an Avenger and a Midnight Sun. And he has, you know, he's he's been there from the beginning. But um, I just, I, I Iron Man, yeah, no, fighting ghosts, that. fuck that. No, <laughs> Even though technically in the comics, Superior Iron Man or Iron Man would come up with some contraption, and you'd be like, oh, well, I guess that works against Mephisto. I'm just tired of that dude. <laughs> uh, you know, let me ask you a question: Would you add Thor and fucking Adam Warlock to your supernatural team? Because 
I would definitely add Adam Warlock to my team. And let me tell you why. So, no. Oh, before you do it, then my answer is no, because I still think, like, even though Thor, you're right, is mystical, he's an Avenger. He, he already has a video game, what I'm saying, my point is. Where Adam Warlock belongs in the fucking or Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, I'm talking about strictly on your fantasy team to fight the occult. And let me tell you why I'm going to uh, add Adam Warlock. And this is because I was doing research for this game. How many people do you think have beaten Mephisto in his realm? Right. Like two there are yeah. two people like so it's like silver surfer and it's no like, it's a fucking adam warlock and dr doom who learned yeah. magic for the express right to def- right to save his mother's soul yeah that was a good read the book of doom limited series the book of doom really good yeah it's dr yeah. strange is you know that was a bad move not a lot of not a lot of thought think through on that teaching in a villain uh magic but we'll see how the game plays man it, you know, if it comes out on Switch, PlayStation, I think this I think these type of games should be free to play, but you pay for, you know, cosmetics and shit like that. Give me good story, give me good gameplay, some great cutscenes. I wouldn't mind a Dark Soul esque. I know Mantis doesn't like this uh combat style. If it's gonna be like you know, I have to pick so you can you he won't make it past the first minion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the you way, know, you, you die within four minutes of the game. You son of a bitch! I heard what you said on Rogue Planet that night, and I've been waiting all week. First of oh, all, about God of War is the greatest game that was ever made. I don't know what you communists were talking about that night. <laughs> Obviously, two people don't actually play video games. It's just nonsense. And secondly, Wolverine is the greatest comic book character. Ever. No, that girl cow is a girl gamer. The girl is woman to, she- woman gamer. I asked her that. I know, I was I like, know, I woman know. She's like, girl, get <laughs> No, I thought that was a great interview. Um, yeah, Thank you. No, it was good. It was a good time. I, I, you know, I really liked was when she was talking about the lobby stuff. I instantly identified with that. Right. <laughs> because, you know, obviously the N-bomb being a real problem. I was going to tell her, like, no, it still happens. This happened to me last year. I got hit with an N-bomb when I went to COD. But the way these guys do react to young women, come like women come or girls coming into a lobby, it's 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 pretty sad, bro. But that has nothing to do with the topic we're talking about. Right. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Uh, moving on to topic number two, because it's not, unless you have anything else to say about that game, oh no, I'm good. I, I'm just I I will keep an open mind. I might do like what I'm gonna do with Avengers, and because I was like waiting till Avengers gets cheap, I'm gonna get Avengers. I'm gonna buy buy what I want, and like for instance, I'm gonna play with Hawkeye a lot, but only in his classic uniform. None of this MCU crap. <laughs> What or any that? Thor costume I put on has to have a helmet. If he doesn't have a helmet, he can't be Thor. Because <laughs> I'm just too traditional, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing traditional about you. You're just a purist when you want to be. When you're sick of something, you start leaning on tradition. Like, this is the way it should be. <laughs> but you're the, you're the motherfucker talking about race-bending characters and shit. You know? <laughs> just Cyclops. Cyclops needs to be black. Let's all just accept it now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen <laughs> for a Cyclops, please. Yeah, so what, what we got up for number two? Number two, um, we were going to talk about Venom 2. Okay, this is where we're going to probably so, spend the bulk of our time, folks. Go ahead. Um, So Venom, so Venom 2 has <laughs> apparently, I didn't believe it. When I heard it from one source, I had to check the numbers because I didn't believe it. Venom 2 currently at 90.1 million weekend is a the biggest debut for a movie during the pandemic that friggin' beats 
Black Widow that beats Shang Chi. That freaking beats that beats Fast and Furious Nine. Venom Two. I just said Venom Two. In case you guys are confused, Venom Two is the biggest opening. I'm just looking up the Rotten Tomato reviews to see what it is. Yeah, because we got to see what the critical is. But the fact that so many people wanted to go, and the question is, I think we all know that there was a recent um, leak about what was in the end credit scene. Do you think everybody went just to see that end credit scene? Uh, yes, yes, I do. And also because you know people were it's. I, I believe so. First of all, I think there are people who obviously enjoy the movie, the concept of Venom. Venom is a wildly pop, popular character. He's been extremely. Popular. I love him. I, I love him. I don't know if I love the movie him. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie him. I'll tell you this much. Uh, okay, so we got fifty nine percent tomato meter by the critics, eighty five percent by the audience, and this is something that's been trending lately. There's been a huge disconnect between critics and audience. Right. And on a lot of movies. So it, it doesn't surprise me. But um, so I haven't seen the first one. I have nothing to go off of. I should probably sit down and watch it. I try. I've tried two times to watch it. And I'm just like, Oof, I can't even make it past like the first. You, you, yeah. You want a lightning review of it right now? Yeah. It is an action movie, which the first hour, there's no action at all. It's forever before he's doing cool stuff. There's too much CGI, particularly when he's fighting other symbiotes. It's just a mess of things moving around the screen. And the movie's littered with really corny jokes. The, yeah. It's jokes that make 12-year-old kids laugh. Oh, yeah. And so I didn't hate it, but I was like, that is a, that's not a winner. of a, You know, that's not a, that shouldn't be a billion-dollar movie. Yeah. And it didn't make a billion dollars, but it came close. It, made, it, got, it got, you know, high hundred millions. You know? And so then you... Uh... You know, you move into part two. There's, you know, there's an appetite for this. Obviously, I think, and I think Mantis might agree with me over. There's a little spillover from the fact that Spider-Man will be making his exit from uh, the MCU after his last big movie. So we got Spider-Man, uh, uh, No Way Home, and then whatever the last movie he's going to be in for Marvel. A lot of people assume it's going to be uh, Doctor Strange into the multiverse, multiverse of madness. And I think I don't think it is. You don't think it is. What do you think it is? I think it's going to be like Avengers five or some shit. Avengers five. I would like for it. To I, th- I think his. I think his portion of of, of this trilogy is just going to be in Spider Man. I don't think they're going to waste some. Doctor Strange is already so. You know. You know what? I'm just going to say something, man. Here's what the fanboy in me wants, man. And I I know I'm not going to get this. So let me preface it by saying that I. No, I'm not getting this. I'm giving you a fanboy what right now? Because this is fanboy modeling school. I would love <laughs> for some because we got to talk about the post credit, and I don't know. I don't know if we. I, I feel like integrity wise, we have to say what it is, or we can't really right. talk about it. So spoiler yeah, alert! Spoiler yeah, alert! Basically, I, I think fanboy in general should always be spoiler. Basically, if we've both seen it, because like it doesn't. I don't understand how people talk about something, but don't talk about it. Yeah, we haven't been able to pull like, that like, off. You know. They're like, there's this scene. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how do you go into it without a guy? So feel free to. We're going to have to t- talk to the people about it. So here's my we have spoilers coming up soon. My fanboy wish is that somehow, essentially, that Marvel and uh, Sony, Sony have 
worked us all, they duped us all, that they've actually come to some secret deal where they realize the shared universe is beneficial to the both of them and that the scene we're about to describe in the post credits is the first precursor to that. So, okay. spoiler oh, alert. Apparently, the post credit scenes for Venom Let There Be Carnage, I don't even have anything to say about the movie because I haven't seen it. I'm just being objective here. Right. But is Venom wakes up after some type of time jump or some type of situation and he's in his room or some room of some sort and on the TV screen is J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man Far From Home. Right, that end scene right there. The end that, scene that, when he's talking about Spider-Man killing Mysterio. Take it away, Mantis. Yeah, so it's the exact same cut, apparently. Everybody's saying it's the exact same thing that was on the news bulletin of Jane Jonas Jameson showing the thing about Mysterio and showing that he's killer. And then there's also a footage of of uh, what's his face with his mask off. You know, Tom Holland as Spider-Man with his mask off. And then the symbiote says, oh, that guy, and he licks the screen. Meaning that the symbiote somehow knows Spider-Man, although it had never been revealed that in in these movies so far okay so let me jump in we're doing really good tonight man i feel like the chemistry is really good we were talking about some crazy shit um fucking so let me go to comics explain rob from comics explain who over at pop culture to explain which is not called that anymore rob we love your show <laughs> comics explain that's great branding these secondary channels you do, man, I get lost in the names, but I support you, bro. I love your content. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what to call the show from week to week. Um, he did, I think, the most comprehensive breakdown of that scene, which is that people are getting it wrong. And so because I don't want to misquote him, go check that out. Look, just type in Rob's review of Car- Venom, Let There Be Carnage. But I believe what he was alluding to when I watched it 10 hours ago today was the fact that the symbiotes are multiversal uh, beings and that uh, potentially that this, you know where I'm going with this, right? Well, yeah, yeah. So actually, uh, to be fair, um, right before they, the, you know, the whole thing, the whole thing is a, a glitch in the, in the, in the dimensions. Yeah. You heard, you, you know about this? And so what it was is he's talking with the symbiote and Eddie, Eddie Brock is like, Watching a, he's watching a telenovela and he's like saying he's like wow that woman has a lot of secrets from her boyfriend is it all right to keep secrets from someone in a relationship with and then the vet, the symbiote says well I keep secrets from you and he's like like what he's like you don't know the things I've seen in space we're not just normal creatures we live on multiple planes yeah. he's like what are you talking about and then he's like he's like let me show you and he shows him another dimension yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and and suddenly he's in like in a different hotel room. And then he goes to the TV, and that's when the J. Jonah Jamerson thing happens. So the symbiote has the consciousness of all the symbiotes in all the other dimensions, what it's implying. So here's the If that makes any sense to anybody. So I'm glad you said that. So I have to now preface this with spoilers for Venom, King, and Black. So what they could be potentially talking about, there is a huge arc that essentially brought Eddie Brock's storyline to an end in Marvel Comics. Of course, they'll bring him back in a couple of years, where Eddie Brock fought his main antagonist that isn't Peter Parker. He basically goes on this long redemption arc, and you get this long, fleshed-out story of his relationship with the symbiote. Let me just tell you guys something. 
it's an amazing everything that led up to this point and even the conclusion is amazing because you start to really get characteristics of the symbiote and you realize it's not just this thing like it has feelings it has ambitions it's been through things it's seen things right and there is a hive consciousness of symbiotes and they were created by a guy named null call no no and null is the king in black and essentially he is the thing that pre uh well fuck there's no easy way to explain this right so he, he's a thing that he's predates. a it's a hive mind right and they all serve him they're they all, all part of his they hive all mind, serve right? him but he predates the universe and the multiverse and he existed in the abyss now most people would call that satan but marvel doesn't like to get <laughs> into like, yeah. <laughs> they don't like because multiple <laughs> people in marvel are satan exactly. there's more than one satan it's exactly and uh, it's he, not fair to just say mephisto is the only satan there's a no, bunch of satan type dudes i will say this in regards to null and we'll get back to venom he beheaded a celestial and that's no easy feat like cut its head clear off and i know that that whenever they introduce a new character they have to do something like that to show you but the way he did it it was an amazing scene mantis like literally just he's he's floating in the abyss by himself and here come the fucking celestials making planets in his abyss right. and poor null is woken up out of his sleep and he's like what the hell is going on where did the abyss go and then one of the celestials grabs him because you know they're kind of arrogant things they're, they're assholes. like, oh. they're like what is this thing floating and they open their hand and there's null and he's just grinning at them with these huge fucking things he sees a shadow in this on the celestial's hand and he goes oh what's that reaches into the shadow pulls out the necroblade that's important remember that for the new thor it, movie it is. that's, that's right. coming up remember the necroblade the in the necroblade is technically the first symbiont uh, symbiote uh, uh symbiote symbiote yeah symbiote and uh but that's it's that's too much inside baseball talk and he cuts the celestial's head off so a lot of people and rob included are speculating that this is going to and i would think it's too early to introduce a character like this but if they were thinking about doing a thanos level event okay i get it that somehow this is going to tie into you know the the symbiote showing eddie brock that there are other symbiotes and they're all connected hive mind that all roads lead to null but I still think that's too soon. It's you can allude to something like that, but this. So go ahead. I do think that a final Venom movie will have Null in it because I think that is where they were going with that. I just don't think it's going to be the next one. I think so. A lot of people are like saying they're like, "Well, does that mean Venom is going to be part of the Sinister Six? I actually think the next Venom movie is going to be Spider-Man versus Venom. Oh yeah, and then the one after that will be they'll do no i don't know how they'll do no can they get that epic i don't know uh they let me just put it to you this way man uh, eddie brock has a son in this story and that is the most important thing you need to remember because when you want to talk about badassery just remember eddie brock his son and that has been the greatest duo tell i've read in quite some time now i just want to jump back to the spider-man versus uh symbi uh versus venom thing and then the sinister six Here's my fanboy prediction. It would be so cool, man. It would be so cool if we got a scene with Spider-Man in the black suit. I know what you're going to say. Imagine if, after being beaten by the Sinister Six, somehow they work it. I don't know how they would do it in the story, but they work it where he has to bond with the symbiote to fight off the Sinister Six because he doesn't have the power. Power. And then we would that would tie into Venom versus Spider-Man. And then you get the triangulated relationship which is kind of erotic, 
But we won't go there. I don't know what these editors were thinking back in the day right. with Eddie Brock and Spider-Man essentially fighting over the symbiote. Type you you know why that really works? Wait, did you Is disagree with me? Uh-oh. <laughs> Stop the recording. Stop the recording! <laughs> what did I do? What have I done with my life? Um, I regret everything. Um, no. Guys, here on Fanboy Modeling School, I know it, you know we're yin and yang, you know, but occasionally, when the moon is in the seventh house or whatever, we will agree. With and Mercury's so I do agree with him. Super retrograde. Yeah, something's in retrograde. Some some fucking planets in retrograde, and nothing makes sense. Up is down. Cats are getting along with dogs. <laughs> Lions are eating grass with lambs. <laughs> um, but basically, the reason why this really works is the Doctor Strange thing opens the door to everything, and so. Yeah. Spider-Man originally found the symbiote in another world when he was at Secret Wars. Ooh. If you're not a comic book person and you're only a movie person, you're not going to understand anything. So I'm we not going to bother like trying to explain to people to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> the story is nutty. What he's doing on that alien world is nutty. How he got there is nutty. However, the fact that um, Doctor Strange is opening portals to other dimensions and fucking up this dimension opens so many doors. So if, if his enemies can come from another dimension, is it possible he can see other things like a symbiote? And the explanation is it's from another world or another dimension that actually it actually came in because of all this, this dimension change. Dude, that we wrote the movie. Folks, there's no need to go see it. You got the whole fucking plot right now, and that would be amazing considering... What we had to get into after this topic, which kind of ties in. But have you also noticed that one of Spider-Man's costumes for the upcoming show, I'm sorry, uh, movie, is a black and gold costume? Yeah. I did not notice that. I didn't. Where did you see that? No. So there, there's a scene. There's a scene where he has no mask on. He's running through a cafeteria, and his costume is a black and gold version of a Spider-Man costume. I'm telling you, dude, man. So this could either turn out could to be that one. be a symbiote? It's not just some fancy Star Trek, but a symbiote. I don't know, dude. If that makes the most sense logistically, and then if you're telling me that you, I mean, story wise, and then if you're telling me you want to introduce Null, I just want to be on the record of saying that. You can't just introduce no. That's got to be like at least three or four or five years, <laughs> right? The, you know what's crazy? You know what's totally crazy right now? The fact that Null is down the road is making me want to go see Venom 2, even though I didn't like one. <laughs> like, I'm literally talking myself into seeing it just because of what might be in the future. Have you read the Null books? Have you read the King No, of I Black? never read the Null books. Oh, dude, I might let you... I just know I, I read I mean, I God Butcher never, and I so I know the I know the the, the sword is uh, yeah the neck I know the necro sword from God Butcher stuff but um I know I never got never got around to reading it oh uh, man I, you know what uh, Bendis if you have to look at for if you're looking for a good end to a character and you know I wish Marvel would just have some balls when it comes to this type of stuff this is the best crescendo one of the best crescendos for a character since Wolverine dies right. I was right. content with the death of Wolverine. I was like, man, that was a great scene. You know, when he's just like, when he's recapping. I agree. His, when he was recapping his life and he's like, it was perfect. And he stabs yeah. the scientist. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing I kind of wish about the Marvel Universe is I wish there could be a streamlined canon and then people could die. Yeah. And I would totally find his death was great. You're right. I, I would be fine with Wolverine dying. And then, um, 
X23 taking over and being Wolverine, and I'm totally fine with that. They're never going to let that happen. They're never going to let anyone really die, no. but I'm fine with it. E- yeah. yo, even Captain America's death at the end perfect. of Civil War from the Cyber perfect. Bullet, perfect. Don't bring him back, but they did it. Um, but I don't know. It's just they dropped the ball. They don't want to lean into it. They don't ever want anyone to die. And that's what's really annoying. Spoiler alert for King and Black. Obviously, they beat him, right? And it, 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 I mean, after months and months and months and almost years of storytelling leading up to this point, considering when, when God Butcher started and all that type of stuff, you want to tie all that stuff in War of Realms, you finally got the end of it. You know, you defeat Null. I'm not going to tell you how you did it. It's, it's amazing. And then they fast forward because the Venom saga is coming to an end. And, you know, Venom is, he's the new king in black. And he has all the powers that Null has. They didn't, they didn't uh, nerf it at all. It's like what Null could do, Venom could do. If there's a symbiote on Mars, he sees what that symbiote sees. If the symbiote is controlling something, he has control over that thing. Period. Same powers. Mm -hmm. The problem is. He's not a fucking, uh, what do you call things in Marvel? He's not a, a cosmic being. He's not a, he's not an elder. So his body obviously can't take, you see where I'm going with this. It can't take the strain that's being put on it. So the next, the next shot is of Eddie Brock and son. He's fucking old as shit. Like he's old, old, like he's falling apart. It drained him. Yeah. And he's like talking to like Captain America and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm having a conversation. I don't, I can't remember exactly. He's like, I'm having a conversation with Iron Man right now at the same time. Like he's in multiple places and it's, you know, he's probably going to die. Oh my God. But he's still controlling the hive mind. And so his symbiote is now off of him but it's basically it's turned into a dog and it protects his son and like the, you know he's had the son is having conversations with the symbiote and oh, then right. surprise someone shoots his son and the symbiote's like oh no i gotta do something and it bonds to his son and his son becomes the new venom and eddie sees it like he sees him and you think he's gonna be like pissed and he's like i'm so proud of you too and then it just they just jump off the roof and you know scream the tagline yeah, yeah. we are venom and i'm like yes i'm like because it's like okay i'm cool with this kid taking the that's a, and that's a good ending for eddie too let let andy <laughs> let him retire even if he's living up there or he dies tomorrow it's uh, just end. just let them end let their stories end and I, marvel will never do it it's a tradition not to so it is what it is um but like sometimes here's what it is everyone i don't care who the fuck you are i'm sorry i'm cursing i don't know why i'm cursing um, I don't care who you are. Everyone has their own mind canon. Yeah, yeah. As to the heroes they like. Yes, yes. There are certain Wolverine stories I swear by, and there are some I won't ever freaking touch. They call touch it with the ruler, implicit right? bias. Yes. Yeah, we have, so we have our own, and so for me, Captain America died with that bullet. He's still with that dead. sniper, yep. and that's and he's still dead in my in my eyes. Even if I read a new one, I'll be like, "Well, that was during his life. We all know that he died at the end of Civil War. <laughs> this must have taken place before Civil War. That's what my mind is telling me." Right, right, right. And so that's a fine thing for Eddie. I think I'm gonna. I think my my mind canon might absorb that. You know yeah. what I mean? But we all pick and choose what we want out of the canons because let's face it, both Marvel and DC, it's incoherent. Yeah. following the canon because it's all depends on who's writing it and what and what's the what's happening at the time and all sorts of stuff like that. that's why you need guys like mantis props to you hickman Thank bendis you. you need guys that are gonna come in like i'm not looking to change the fucking canon i'm trying to make the canon make sense again this is why you need a guy like hickman to come in like this is fucking insane 
This is insane. Yes. Like, this is fucking- X- X-Men's one of the worst ones, too. Yeah, X-Men oh might get even God. more crazy. He's going to actually to exit X-Men, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, st- I'm, I'm still fucking with him. Uh, he's got... It, it makes a lot more sense. Now, I know if you just jump in and you see Powers of X and House of X right. and uh, X of Swords and all that shit, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? But if you read it through, it's become coherent again. You just have to know that the X-Men are no longer trapped in an inter- interdimensional portal called Fox, right? And now, <laughs> <laughs> and now they live on an island where they can basically teleport through these uh, plant portation ports. Oh, God, it sounds crazier than ever. Yeah, as you say, <laughs> if, if you describe the plot of any comic book, you realize how crazy you are. Um, I just want to say something else about predictions after Venom, right? Haven't seen the movie. Maybe we'll do an episode after we watch it. I still got to watch part one. So, obviously, we're going to get Spider-Man versus Venom. I think what Mantis and I have laid out is, is the best course of action. Obviously, they, they're not going to follow that. So, we do have to keep in mind the wild card by the name of Miles Morales. A little backstory here, folks, that me and Mantis can put you on to. Miles Morales is wildly more popular in movie form and in video game form than he ever was when he was incepted into the Ultimate Universe. I have never seen a character besides Daisy... Oh, not Daisy Ridley. Uh, what is what character she playing Star Wars? What's her name? The female Ray. Miles Morales had the same entrance Ray as Skywalker. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. Drives <laughs> people crazy when they hear that. I love it. <laughs> That's why I said it. Are <laughs> you saying other than Ray? What were you saying? Miles Ma- Morales has had one of the most controversial entries into yeah. comic books. Into into he's fandom. earned his place. He's such. He's he's. And so what I'm hoping, this is also because I like stories coming to an end. I, I kind of want Peter to die. <laughs> He's had a good run. He can die and Miles can take over. And we all know Sony is continuing. This is clear. And, you know, you, yo, what it is is you realize that Marvel, this is actually interesting. Marvel, they, they have no way to object. But they have allowed, because of the way the deals are, they've allowed Sony to continue with Spider-Man without them. They've created this thing because here's what I'm saying. If all they have to do is have a Venom movie where Spider-Man fights him and people will flock to it. Yeah. And if that Spider-Man dies and they continue Miles Morales' story bait off of Tom Holland, but only Sony and not involved Marvel, people will flock to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're setting the stage. Marvel kind of has to allow them to set the stage to be independent. Really, if if Kevin was a, Kevin Feige was as evil as you think, or we all, I think, I think he probably worships the devil. But <laughs> if if he was, he would have he would have made them dependent on Marvel. Um, try to cock block all this crossover stuff. No, I, I mean I agree, I agree in that scenario. I think also another thing we have to take a look at here is that Sony had a stronger hand than most people think, just by the uh, by having the character, the rights to the character, right? Right. But what yeah. benefits Marvel is, if we're looking at chess versus checkers, is what does Marvel get to do? They get to set the stage for another great story. So the great story ends in their universe, and then they reclaim their character. Any story after that that sucks, that's on Sony, right? Right, because uh, well, this wasn't us. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't on my watch. They decided to do their own thing. And then, you know, we obviously, for me, as someone who appreciates the medium, uh, I get to celebrate the fact that we have something amazing. I think that's going to happen in a mini arc and many, I, I think we kind of take for granted. You and I, 
growing up how great mini arcs were we were all you know you get used to the infinity saga type stuff and it's like oh man you get the tie-in uh, and you, all this shit but you remember how good a five issue arc was in comics are you freaking kidding me are you kidding are you no absolutely i've never forgot i've never forgotten it no yes you do and so i because i read all the all i read <laughs> see what i have to put up with folks um uh yeah i'm saying i still buy i actually look up what are considered the best arcs of character like that's how that's how i got into iron man when iron man was when, when i heard a movie was being made of iron man i was like oh fuck i guess i gotta embrace this idiot <laughs> and so i looked up what people considered were the best ones and they bought trade paperbacks of just like the five or six issues of these arcs right right and sure enough he had good ones he had some good ones you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah everyone's got those goals yeah this is some good the right writer can make the thing and like my dream as a writer like before i go there's a couple things i want to direct i want to write and direct a feature-length movie right and that's a bigger one but um another tough one i would love to do is i would love to do a six issue arc that's it just six six issues Oof. On any marvel like character like i would love to do like an x-men arc or a captain america arc just one she can contribute to like that ongoing story that would be amazing i think one of my goals if we're talking about comic book writing and stuff like that to make one original black character that isn't relying on a pre-existing character that exists right. in marvel to make a completely original character that mm-hmm. could stand on its own merit it's a lofty goal folks <laughs> so as a fua as a fua richardson our sister said, Marvel likes black characters, but they don't like black people. That's not what she said, you fucking psycho. The, it is what she said. No, I, it's, I'm literally quoting her right now. No, no, no. You're, you're, in, your, in your interview. In the, the context was that people liked the concept of black characters. They didn't like the fact that it was a fucking white guy. Right, but I am quoting the words that she's saying. Yeah, so yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. The, the point is is that, like, basically what they do is they like that Miles Morales, when he's dressed as Spider-Man, brings black readers in, but they're going to have a white old guy write him, Brian Michael Bendis. I love him, don't get me wrong, but that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're you saying. see what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, and so that is a quote pulling, from what she said. You're pulling a Walter, a Walter Cronkite. You're taking a quote and adding a context to it. It's how I interpreted her quote. Oh, see, that's how I see, that's Trump talk right there, people. That's how I enjoy it. Go, go, go to Spoon. Go, go, go to Spoon. Go to the hold of TVs. Fan and subscribe that. and make sure you donate uh, when you're right. doing all these things. But, but he does an interview, a Conversations That Matter segment called uh, with a fool Richardson, the great comic artist. Interview, great interview. Great listen interview. to it. Read. Listen to our quote and tell me that I'm wrong from interpreting it, or that isn't a way to interpret what you said. Uh, a way is definitely the <laughs> correct answer. A good way. <laughs> you know it's cr- you know it's crazy though about all this stuff there, right? So Sony has succeeded in this, right? You and I were two guys that fucking was like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather stick a needle through, you know my nethers then watch venom there's no reason for me to watch these movies now i might actually go watch part one and part two and they'll get you know they'll get my money um i'm gonna say this folks in defense of comic book movies right we're probably gonna get into the steve uh segment a little early here tonight so let me just get it out the way now I'm uh, still sober. he's wasted no i'm, not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> um martin scorsese go fuck yourself <laughs> 
comic book movies are the best thing to happen in cinema in quite some time. In fact, it has given the laity, us the laity, the non-posh moviegovers, a reason to go enjoy your movies. You said that comic book movies, more precisely, MCU movies, are like carnival events and more of a theme park experience. And I'm like, well, what part of that sounds like an insult? So you're telling me that people are paying money to go see a movie be thoroughly entertained, have a shared experience, and leave enjoying that experience. Right. And 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 so, what I th- I, th- I find it crazy that he has this opinion. And so, the thing is, is that <laughs> he he's just like super old. <laughs> yeah. It's so right. And so, what is Goodfellas hinged on? It is hinged on spectacle. There's at least one explosion. There's mad murder. There's mad cursing. There's shootouts. All of that is spectacle. People go into the movie. Well, people didn't go to movies to watch Joe Pesci talk. That they may have enjoyed it, but that's not why they showed up. They showed up to watch gangsters kill each other. Exactly. Exactly. And that's no different than superheroes battling it out. Yeah, and it's movies have always been about spectacle. What kind of spectacle can they make? Go back to the old days of what what was that movie, Nosferatu or whatever. Fucking yeah, her. Everyone remembers the race, the race because it was a spectacle. It was crazy to see. Spartacus. Look at look at Nosferatu, one of the earliest like mainstream movies. That was you. They wanted to see a vampire on screen. They'd never seen anything like that. So that to them, to us, it looks cheesy. But to them, they were like, "This is crazy." And it was spectacle, a crazy costume, him acting or overacting, stuff like that. It's all Marvel, uh, not Marvel, movies have always been about spectacle. So I don't understand how he doesn't understand that. And so, and then to the people who agreed with him, little, this is not ad homina. In fact, I want you to know that I've researched my point quite thoroughly. I went to the encyclopedia, the Britannica, and I made sure that I had all my ducks in a row and I cross reference <laughs> collegiate level. He's got ducks, people. He's got ducks. <laughs> collegiate level debate stuff, and I have cue cards here and i'm ready to say that after all of my subjective and objective research i've come to one conclusion go fuck yourself fuck all you <laughs> fucking <laughs> fuck all you fucking people that jumped on the bandwagon dissing comic book movies because you don't know how long we've waited for this as comic book readers and yeah. the fact that norm i'm not even gonna call them normies people with their families having had an opportunity to enjoy these movies go fuck yourself you don't get to say that right jennifer lopez who the fuck gave you the right to have an opinion on this subject? Are you fucking kidding me? You just made a movie about strippers robbing people, which I thought Hustlers is actually a good movie. It's but, actually decent. It's yeah. actually decent. Who do you, where do you get off saying these things? Go fuck yourself. And so I don't know. I think a lot of people like they're kind of like, I think they're stuck in this position where they know they're not going to get hired. By Marvel, so they're like, I'm just going to hate on them because they, they, they trust me, Jay, Jay, Jay Lo wishes she had a role in Marvel. If she, before she said that, if Kevin Feige was like, we're going to cast you as whatever, you know, Spider-Man's great grandmother, <laughs> like people, people would lose. It's like, she'd lose her mind. She'd oh like, my goodness. Awesome. Could you imagine if they made Aunt May Puerto Rican? That would be fucking amazing. That would be amazing. That would be New York. He's in Queens. Come on. <laughs> well, Greek would make more sense for a story though. Oh yeah, it's the story. Or if he if he's in Deep oh, wait, Queens, Flushing's. Korean, yeah, 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 <laughs> or Filipino. Um, last thing I want to say about this, man. I very exciting stuff, man. I'm very happy to be a comic book movie watcher at this time because even though it's very sad for me to see Spider Man leaving the MCU, I just want to take you back to the days. Remember when it first got announced that he was coming? There was this little animated 
uh, not animated, this little cartoon short, illustrated short that someone had made of the some of the most wildly characters in Marvel, wildly popular, the Marvel Babies. Are you familiar with the Marvel Babies? These are the cute, oh yeah, 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 the cute little versions of Marvel characters. And there was this great uh, little short they did where they show Spider Man playing with the Avengers in the sandbox, and then some guys with business suits grab him and pull him out the sandbox, and they're all <laughs> sad. And you know, next shot, yeah. is all the Avengers sitting around, and Spider Man's like being held by the guys in the suit. And then something happens, and he comes running back, and they're just all like, yay! yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. So exciting when I heard he was being announced. I go back to that original moment, and I'm, I'm giving this a, a good bow on top of it, folks. Remember the moment when we saw him in the trailer for Civil War? Right? That scene with him pulling the fucking shield out of shield, Captain America. Yeah. I think that it was done in retrospect, not being greedy. I'm happy with what we got with the character in the MCU. I think he's been great. Uh, what I'm saying is if Spider-Man three and then like, you know, uh, Avengers is going to be his last appearances there. And then he might do one Venom movie and that's his end. He's had an amazing run. Love it. Nothing to complain about here. No, there's nothing. To yeah. And that's what it is. I, 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 another thing is people unrealistically want these guys to stay forever. They're like, let's have Iron Man for five more movies. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're doing what we uh, hate that the comics don't do. Tony Stark is ending dead. people's stories. Yeah. yeah, he's dead and he's not coming back. I'm so sorry. They need folks. to do that. They need to keep that up. Chris Evans is not coming back. That's yeah. He doesn't. He won't do it. It's as clear to me as Black Widow is dead. Dead. She's like dead. Dead. She's dead. Like, yeah. Like, dead. Dead. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. No, bring back dead. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough of that nonsense. Let's get on to the the next part, which I think ties in really well, man. Oh, we're gonna do some what if, um, what if episode eight, what if Ultron won? And so this is the episode some people thought wasn't coming. It See, did end you up in motherfucker. I was actually waiting for a second to segue and say, man, this is right. Something that he has never done on air. Oh wait, I guess you just did it this episode. He'll probably edit it out somehow. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Oh my! I make footage <laughs> disappear. <laughs> It'll be just Trump saying the biggest wall ever, <laughs> dude. You were right. Ultravision showed up. This is a great episode. Uh, right. Okay. There is only I have only one complaint about this episode. Well, let's start with the complaint. What's that? And once again, guys, spoilers for what if you haven't seen it. The Thanos scene pissed me the f off everyone says that now are you it doesn't make any sense it doesn't wait, make wait, any wait. sense it does if you abide by the rule of comics you are such a marvel little stooge no matter what they do or say you're on board no i'm not a marvel stooge i'm someone that's lacking in this world i'm a man of consistency and i look at all the information before vision I cannot cut thanos with five gems of the infinity gauntlet Listen, on hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, agree. I agree with that, except for one thing, right? So what do we know if we look at the context and look at the source material? Thanos, we can both agree if we're being reasonable and not, you know, being angry fanboys. <laughs> Thanos in the MCU with five rings or even six, can he be physically hurt? Almost not. I mean, the the power, the power, the power gem alone Gives and, you such incredible durability, and, and, and he's already MCU, super endurable. No, no. In the MCU, can oh, in the Thanos, MCU, yes, can Thanos 
with five or even six. Yeah, years. yes, because uh, Thor did bury his axe in his chest, okay. even though he had the power thing. He had the power. entire gauntlet assembled yeah. at that point. Right. Would you agree, as a longtime comic reader, when we see a villain take over the place of a hero, what is one thing we always see? They always have a, a boost of power. They always have somehow more powerful than they used to be or whatever. Because there's no restraint with a villain, right? Right. If Captain America somehow was became a villain, he'd be able to murder like everyone on the planet without, without thinking. And there's a very obvious reason why Good Vision didn't do this. And I was thinking about this because I didn't like that scene either. What's the difference between Ultron Vision and Good Vision in Infinity War? What if... There's, there's well, vi- vi- normal vision has like love and no, not just emotion. He'd been stabbed multiple times in the same movie. By the time Thanos shows up, vision is like on fucking life support. Oh okay, right, right, right. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so I just don't see how he just cuts him in half like it's nothing. You know, they should have at least had a battle go down. How do they not have a battle go down? <laughs> That's what I love about Mantis and I's relationship. I can literally pull out schematics. I got a board. I got facts. I got data. And he just looks me in the eye and he's like, fuck your data. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that. Well, writing is about emotion, not data. This isn't math. This is passion, right? (laughs) They should have at least given him a fight. He should have had a fight. They should have had a fight, a quick fight. It can be a quick fight, but a fight should have happened. You listen here, Scorsese. Everything's about data and consistency. And when you write a universe-built story, it's always about the source material. Yeah, that's why like <laughs> Avengers movies are about like math problems and physics. <laughs> How many times did they say quantum in the end game? <laughs> it's just a word, bro. It's just a fancy word. I'm trying to pretend like they're doing math. Anyway, let's review this bad boy. Let's review this bad boy. So, what if right. Ultron won? And so they don't even go into what changed the timeline, but I think it's so believable. Remember, Ultron was so close to getting his body in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron anyway. It's totally believable that in some dimension he did. It just happened. Right. He, he downloads himself. He's got the superior body, and he's got the Ultron bots, and they're able to defeat the Avengers. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Um so the opening scene, spoilers, is amazing. Last surviving members, Barton and fucking Scarlet, uh, fucking Black Widow. Black Widow. My guess is that they ran when like Thor went down or something. So because they're normies and they were like, "I'm out." Yeah, we, there's no way we can stand this. Too much from my butt. So this Ultron versus the Ultron in the movies. Who I actually, I really, I forget the actor's name that did Ultron's voice in the movies. I always um, was, James James Spader. Yeah, I actually thought he did a great job there uh, voicing a uh, fucking Ultron. Apparently, this Ultron is way more competent though and way more powerful. Right. So he was able to complete the task. He nearly completed it in the movie, and it was just I can't remember what stopped him. He fucking. I do not. I'm going to be honest. I don't like that movie. That's a, a I hate Marvel that movie. movie. I hate. Oh, yeah. It. And so it doesn't, the end, it makes no sense. Like all Ultron had to do was take over the the nuclear weapons brain and just nuke the planet. Instead, he makes like a city float. Remember at the end, he's making the city float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what he was trying to do. Just shoot a nuke. Yeah, his this, the plan in the, the what if was way more simple. His plan was yeah, just nu- just nuke extinction everybody. level event dropping a meteor yeah. He was size. gonna drop it. He he decided to levitate a city to drop it. That is way more work than just feeling oh, a missile you know and what? firing it off. 
the reason he couldn't get to the nuclear codes in the original movie was because Vision, oh, not Vision, uh, fucking Jarvis was still Jarvis. in the net and it was preventing him. He was trying to get the codes, but he couldn't get right. past Jarvis. Jarvis is just more advanced. Fuck that okay. dumbass fucking movie. So here's what I loved about this, right? I love the fact that when he gets the gauntlet, his cosmic awareness is like OP. This is OP because here's something you need to know, folks. The gauntlet in the comics and according to the MCU, Loki, the gems don't work in other realities. That's to say, if right? Roy, if Roy is in a different, I'm sorry. If can I call you Roy? Yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> if if Roy's in a different reality, and I come over with my gauntlet, it's not going to work. Yes, exactly. And so the, in Loki, that's why they're you being used as paperweights. Exactly. Because exactly. they're like it's pointless over here. Exactly. So, but here's what I do. I, here's what I think happened with this, and a lot of people aren't going to like this. I'm just going off of what we saw. I believe that Ultron ascended in some way past the normal bounds of what the gauntlet is able to do. Like even with the gauntlet, right? I you do you understand what I'm saying? Like I think somehow. It, well, here's what I'm saying. It would have to have been true because another thing I have a problem with is even with the Infinity Gauntlet, I don't think somebody's going to wallop. The Watcher. Okay, so we got to get into that. You have to, you guys have to understand the context of the Watcher. For him to be the Watcher, it has widely been speculated that their race of people, and they have a great backstory, by the way, uh, is extremely powerful, which is why they're able to right. sit out, right? So if you ever see a Kung Fu movie and there's an old guy sitting on a mountain, just he sit watching fall, them fight, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's the, the baddest guy. Fight. Yeah, he's the strongest guy in the fucking movie. I really do think, and Uatu, did I pronounce his name correct? Is no, actually, perfectly. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't even pronounce it, but that definitely was right. Uatu, and I, I think this is Uatu. We're led to believe that this is Uatu. This is the watcher that most people recognize from Marvel Comics and stuff like that. He was there at the appearance of Galactus, blah, 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 blah. I think that when that skirmish happened with Ultron, he was completely caught off guard. And I thought that was such a great moment when he's like, what the hell? Yes. <laughs> and, but, and here's the thing about, you just tell me if I'm wrong, man. Just, so Ultron is not a being in the MCU context. We're not talking about the comics, folks, because you don't know Ultron from the comics. He's amazing. But in the MCU context, he's not like Thanos, right? He's not consumed with emotions, no matter how pragmatic Thanos is. Ultron is a singular thinking being, a sentient being that's singular thinking. The fact that he was even able to find a way to burst into the Watcher's realm, I was actually kind of shocked and scared by that. That scene where he literally smashes through what I'm calling the realm in between, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that. This is when I love good storytelling, and I always say this about, you know, when I read uh, Romancing the, the, the Cosmos, dude, there's a difference yeah. between shock and awe storytelling or when i'm reading or seeing something where i'm like holy fuck dude like that scene where uatu closes the gateway because he realizes yeah. ultron can see him that's real fucking concern and jeffrey wright did a good job doing that oh movie. jeffrey wright's amazing and dude, so and, and, I, and even though there, i could i could poke holes in the story so many different ways i just found myself believing it because i'm like holy shit this is ultron he's got the gauntlet there's something i'm not seeing here just like when I was watching the Doctor Strange episode and he imposed his will on the time stone. I was like, this is not supposed to happen. There's no precedent for this in the comics. We've never seen anyone do that. 
to an mm-hmm. infinity gym where they've imposed their will on it and they've been able to do something like that. And I was just, I've had that same vibe. Like that scene where Doctor Strange is fucking making, and I always love how they tie stuff into the consistency of a character, when he makes it a little glass reality to try to stop the universe from collapsing in on him. I was yeah. just like, that, that shouldn't, that, he should not be able to do that. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I, to be honest, I thought they were going to at least go into it, but like the fact that he is fine right now, I, I assumed he made that thing, but the destruction of his universe was just going to overcome it. Yeah. And I thought it was an implied death at the end. But then now we see at the end of this episode that he's been sitting in nothingness in the freaking little glass prison. So what what Mantis and I are trying to tell you folks right now, we're learning you something. When they came up with the term OP, that's what they meant. These people should not be able to do this. To do what they do, but uh, you know it's a cartoon. So, but it's fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. I'm definitely having fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm bitching about Infinite Ultron, but I love Infinite, Infinite Ultron. Ultron. He's great, dude. Let me ask you a question. What did you think about? So I remember when we were growing up, one of your uh, key beefs with Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings was you, were, you. You said to me multiple times, Steve, he's not a fucking wizard. I'm like, he's got a fucking staff. He's got great hair. He's a fucking wizard. <laughs> but you're like, no, he doesn't do the things that wizards do. He just does parlor tricks and like light shows. And I'm like, all right. And then years later, I was like, oh, I get it. You know, he, he isn't a wizard. He doesn't summon anything. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. He yeah, not throwing fireballs or whatever. So when we saw Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet in uh, Infinity War, I remember calling you and I was like, uh, my big complaint was he didn't really weld it well. Like he just he fought like an idiot, really. <laughs> yeah, he fought like he was using his muscles, not like Thanos in the comics. You know what I liked about Infinite Vision Tron? Mm. Remember the scene when he made a huge interdimensional version of himself and ate a universe? Yes. I'm like, that's how you use the Infinity Gauntlet. Right, yes. And so, for instance, in the real Infinity Gauntlet comic, Thanos takes them apart using crazy tactics, creativities, just stuff you're like, what the hell just happened? Yep. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying. And, and, and like, the the Marvel movies is like, he has all six, but he's still just fucking it out with Thor. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, do something, fun. turn his arm to rubber or something, turn, you know, whatever, do whatever, you know, what, uh, do cool. what do you think? So what do you think about that? Let me, let me just sit back for a second. You give me your view of the episode here. So, um, I agree with you. I think that he did except once he had the gauntlet, he excelled beyond because here's what it is. Thanos is super intelligent. It's obviously a superior intelligence. However, Ultron thinks beyond everybody. Right. His, his his greatest strength is his smarts. So he's like a 10th level intellect. And once he had the gems, he became like a fucking 50 or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. there was no way to calculate what he could calculate. Right. And which is why I like your theory that he's he's gone beyond it all. And he's just like, this isn't just for shooting blasts. I can do all sorts of shit with these gems. <laughs> right. um, and so it, it, I guess it makes sense that he's fun, he overcomes the watcher and like all this other stuff. Um, I love this episode. I even love the Clint Barton, Clint Barton, you know, normally I hate Hawkeye in these things. I hate what they did to him in the, um, MCU. However, I like this whole like suicidal thing that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love like What's really funny is like normally Hawkeye's thing that he does in like all the movies that this is a Josh Whedon thing. I don't know why he did this, but, um, it's always, um, a cheat. It's like almost out of the eighties. Hawkeye jumps off of a roof and in slow motion turns around. And shoots back at whatever is attacking, right? It's the opposite. 
when he's ready to die, he let himself fall and turn toward his enemies and is shooting <laughs> down his death. I love that part. I absolutely love that part. Beautifully. I, beautiful. I, I love that, like, this version of Black Widow gets the Red Guardian shield. Yeah. That's, that's going to be fun when she finally uses it. I even like that they added, um, they allowed Arnim Zola in this. Yes. Obscure reference, but cool. <laughs> yeah, really, cool. I actually like that when what if well, what if references obscure stuff, you yeah. know. So I really, I really appreciate that. Yo, I I ultimately gave this episode like a ninety five. Wow, you don't give those even though it sounds like I'm bitching. I, I was bitching because I love Thanos and I didn't like Thanos just getting punked like that. Well, here's the thing. So you got to understand another thing, folks. Uh, lazy writing leads to this type of stuff where it's like, well, how the fuck are we going to do with Thanos? Well, split him in half. Right? <laughs> like, he splits him in half. Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> won't be a thing i'm like okay no one will notice I- i'm saying there should have been at least a fight there should have been at least a two minute fight right there. yeah it would have been a great fight actually um so let's talk about the fight between ultron and iwatu so you know we already touched on the fact that ultron shouldn't be able to use his gems in other universes but clearly he is and his power doesn't wane at any point mm. and i love that they give you the f- yeah the ominous villain is something that I think we're losing more and more in mediums where it's like a villain. To quote Josh, we the big bad. There's a reason why this evil should be feared, right? And the fact that he's mm. able to do that to Uwatu leads to some very classical writing. He pushes an all-powerful, almost omnipresent character into going to have to be so desperate to turn to a character right. that's not even- I mean he gets him to the point where he's like you know how like the watch was like a thinker he gets him into a fist fight yeah where they're flying through dimensions and like watcher's just not ready for this no i he's love not that the ready watcher, to fight this fight i love that the watcher references something that you would have to be deep into marvel lore he's like you cannot you know calculate my will so okay I, what you're thinking is, if you're a DC fan, you're like, oh my goodness, that's a direct quote Green from Lantern the Green Lantern. Thing. No, yeah. it's it's actually not. The Watchers are synonymous with their will, and the reason they don't intervene actually starts with a story arc where they gave some characters nuclear capabilities and they wound up killing themselves, but mm-hmm. also their power is prefaced by their sheer willpower. Like these are right. So it, I thought that was cool. I also thought it was cool that they referenced uh, an evil watcher. So you remember when he dons his armor? I forget the story arc, but there's an. You know what I'm talking about, right? There's an yeah. arc. There's an arc when a watcher turns evil and decides, like, oh well, fuck it, I'll fight. And like right. he's almost unbeatable. <laughs> like, yeah, the watcher is so. But you know, I love. It was like the same armor. It was the gold armor. Yes. The gold armor. I love. I love it when he puts on the armor. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna after this podcast. I'm gonna watch this again. This episode was that good. Um, but I love that he puts on that gold armor. I'm like, I've seen that in the comics before. And they're fist fighting. They're fall. They're going through different dimensions while they're fist fighting, which is yes. great. And we got. I love Steve that. Like Rogers you actually see. Yeah, Steve Rogers being like sworn in as president on the TV. And all this, it was, it was just, it was filled with a lot of just Marvel fun, cosmic <laughs> stuff happening. Like, it was just crazy. I love that when he's punching Iwatu, that it's like in New York and you're getting different versions of that point in rea- different realities. Yeah. And one of them is Wakanda, which I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool story. That's obviously what if Wakanda conquered the world? Because, yeah, yeah no what if Wakanda reason. took over America or at least yeah. or whatever, or the world? Um, so we, got, yeah, no, that would be a great. What if, if we visited that, that, that should have been his last episode. Yes. 
I mean, instead that of that, so I we didn't talk about the Killmonger episode, but we don't need to because I don't want to talk about it. To be honest with you, I don't want to talk. about it, Please, <laughs> I'm in a good mood right now. I don't want to talk. About it. Um, <laughs> yo, um, ultimately, so I know, and I think I told you that, like, how, how I knew, like, the order was wrong, but I know, I think you know that, like, somebody had leaked what the plots of all of them. Of all the what ifs we're going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. YouTuber X talked about Chris, super food. Yeah. And so somebody did, somebody did on Twitter and they left it off. And, uh, what, you know, like for instance, but they give just little brief descriptions. Like they were like, um, you know, so one of them was Thar- Party Boy Thor. Mm-hmm. And so we get it. That's what if Thor uh, was an only child. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, and so. Before in on his list, he said that the finale was Infinite Ultron, and the one before it was, um, uh, Themora. Oh, right, 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 right. He put Themora, and so people have seen in the art, it's Gamora wearing the armor of Thanos, and it has that double blade thing. Right. Um, and so the theory is is that we're gonna get at least one other what if story, and it's gonna be Gamora taking up. Her, you know, Thanos dies young, and so she takes over as Thanos. So you're saying we're going to get the conclusion of Visitron? We're going to get the conclusion of this, but in that story, we're going to meet this this other, this, oh, gotcha. this you know, evil Gamora. So, do you think that we will be getting multi multiversal Avengers, which is a Hickman run story? Amazing. There was this is not a thing I'm making up, folks. There's actually a group they're not actually called the multiversal Avengers, but. Th- that's what they are. That's what they do. They go from different. Right, right. So, do you think we'll so, get that? Um, yes, I think. I think. I think do, the the evil Doctor Strange is going to get people from different dimensions. It's going to be people we already saw. They're all going to come together and they're going to they're going to save the multiverse. Um, you know, it's the people we've already seen, and that's that's why we're seeing. That's the importance of seeing them. That so, they're going to make up these new Avengers. So you know, obviously, we got to talk about the cat. And, uh, I mean, the cat, the fucking elephant in the room, right? So we got Spider Man. No Way Home, Doctor Strange is in it. Doctor Strange is doing something that he normally would not do. People, people are, are suggesting that he, evil Strange is, is him. So we got, first of all, I think that we need to stop calling him evil Strange and call him misguided Strange because what he yeah, did was fucking moron. Well, no, I, the, I, I already know what name he should have and this is what the world needs to understand because it's in the episode. His name is Sorcerer Armani. Oh, it is, isn't it? You know, do you remember that? That he's he's like you're str- yeah, dressed strangely <laughs> for a sorcerer. And he's like, it's Armani. It's Armani. He's like, well, sorcerer Armani. <laughs> and he thought he's saying his name, and so for the rest of the episode, he's calling him Sorcerer Armani. That should be the dude's name. Hey, do you know who the voice <laughs> of that actor was? The the character that met him there sounds familiar. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It's but he E-K. does sound familiar. It's E K Armani. Yeah, it's EK. He I, plays the freak. Yeah, oh. I call. I called him right after that because I was like, uh, I was actually watching the episode. I didn't recognize his voice then because he does a really good job of. Yeah, he does. That didn't sound like him. And uh, oh, yeah. but then uh, YouTuber X was reviewing the episode, and that person kept calling him Ike Amadi, and I'm like, I, I'm like, holy shit, that's EK. Uh, yeah, so, so I texted oh, him. Right. White just, people call him Ike because he can't <laughs> deal with his real name. <laughs> so I texted him, and the exact message was, here I am, minding my own fucking business, trying to live an American life and enjoy some what if, and then I hear your friggin' voice in the show. That's his But shout out to him awesome. for that. Oh, you know what? That was a good uh, throwback 
to the uh, Doctor Strange movie where uh, I forget the villain's name in that, where he was like, <laughs> he asked Doctor Strange what his name was, and somehow they landed on Doctor Doctor. He's like, no, it's Strange. And he's like, I agree, it's a strange name. <laughs> <laughs> um let me ask but you yeah so i, I call him sorcerer armani, <laughs> sorcerer armani. <laughs> what do you think his power level is comparatively towards ultra Oof. oh ultron well the gems are just so op like obviously he's like doctors like sorcerer armani he's super freaking power he has absorbed all those demons right right in him um and one evil gnome Yes, but like he's still he's still gonna need like a team. He can't do it on his own. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, I was listening to the uh, breakdown that someone did, and they were like, he's wildly powerful, and I agree with them. They're like, he's not Visitron powerful. Like, in in fact, right. he accidentally destroyed his universe. He didn't bring it to an end intentionally, right? Even right. though he led to its end. Which a- actually, go ahead. You know what I realized? I realized that you know with that whole Spider Man prediction that you were talking about. What makes even more sense and why we might be watching this, because you notice like every one of the Marvel shows, it's going to reveal something for us for the movies. Right. The reason why we might be watching this, it's the story of Sorcerer Armani, because Sorcerer Armani's stuck in that in that crystal orb. The Watcher is the one who frees him. Yeah. For this adventure. And I bet you he's going to let him go free. He's going to be like, thanks for helping or whatever. And or, let him the, go. or the watcher gets incapacitated, doesn't realize. Yeah, and then he, and he slips off. And, and so it is possible he could be. But here's the thing, right? So Stephen Strange in the MCU, as he stands, can't stand up to Sorcerer Armani. There's no scenario. There's no way. There's no, no yeah. scenario no where he takes that guy. And uh, actually, Sorcerer Armani is much closer to classical Doctor Strange. Like, I mean... He's classical fucking, Doctor Strange, the real Doctor Strange from the comic book. Is a dick. he be absorbing demons? He yeah. has vast power. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does shady shit because he's yeah. a sorcerer supreme. You know. <laughs> I mean, I my one of my favorite uh, Strange moments. I think I wanted to text you, but I realized it was like four in the morning when I was reading this uh, during the Hickman run of uh, Secret Wars, where he goes to the Sinner's Market and he goes there looking for power. Doctor Strange, this is the type of character Doctor Strange is. You can sell a portion of your soul to get a portion of power. And typically people want like, you know, sell 2%, 10%. Doctor Strange walked up to the demon. He's like, I'll sell 100%. Obviously, he didn't get 100% of power because they found out his soul. Like 10% of it was already sold to something else. And that became another story arc. But he literally walked into the sinner's market, got and uh, sold 100% of his soul. So we're talking about the type of character who's willing to do anything to win. And I think that's why I really enjoyed Sorcerer Armani. Because when you look at that character and look at his episode and what if, here's a guy, even though he was motivated by what he thought was the correct thing, he wanted to save the love of his life. He'd been through multiple scenarios trying to save her. We saw, you know, it was kind of a, I forget which movie, but there's another movie like that. Oh, it was kind of like a Groundhog Day scenario where she just kept dying. Or in Groundhog's Day, he kept waking up, but multiple deaths over and over again. And finally, instead of coming to a rational place of, I accept that I cannot save her, Source of Armani said, no. I'm going to level up and then save her, which is going to be great. And I think that when we're looking, and now obviously there are other things to consider in this whole multiverse of madness arc. Uh, as Mantis and I have said, we got to keep in mind that somehow Scarlet Witch is mixed up in this whole thing. 
we have to keep in mind that somehow Loki and uh, the Time Variance Authority is mixed up in this entire thing. Kang the Conqueror is still looming in the background. And in the midst of this, we have some smaller stories that are going to be great. Like, you know, we're going to have Spider-Man. No way, no way home. We see Doctor Strange casting a spell of some sort that somehow becomes a multiversal situation. I need to see that played out. I need to see how that happens. I need to see how these villains come from different universes. Obviously, spoiler alert, we talked about Venom waking up in a universe or in a scenario where he can see Tom Holland's Spider-Man. You know, that could be the symbiote and its multiversal experience. But all of this shit leads to one place, folks. Get ready for the most educated thing you've ever heard. It's going to be fucking amazing. Absolutely amazing time to be a comic book fan. Absolutely amazing time to be a comic book movie fan. The only real question is, how the hell does Winter Soldier and friggin' <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier mix into this whole thing? That's the only thing that I'm displaced by is how Hawkeye is going to fit into this. And I guess this lends itself, those two properties lends itself to a, you know, very similar to the comics, smaller arcs, you know, the espionage side. But it's going to be freaking amazing. And then, as we're waiting, another thing that's going to be pretty crazy is to think about we have Fantastic Four looming in the background. We have X-Men looming in the background. We got fucking Blade looming in the background. I'm just frothing at the mouth here, Mathis, because I just, just to give you a, a short brief wrap-up. How are they gonna? Fuck. How are they gonna do it all, though? Do they have enough? Mo- Will they? How many movies do you hear? Marvel gonna have to they, put they're out? Fucking genius, bro! It's the TV shows, and we said this on one of our shows. I'm like, we were trying to figure out what's the point of the fucking TV shows, and now I understand the point of the TV shows. They're like, dude, we'll spend millions to make billions, and if we have to spend millions on these fucking shows, yeah, to, to keep people, and I guess it, it's. Way smarter than DC's doing CW low budget Bullshit. things that just turn fans away from it. But dude, so much for superhero fatigue, right? They were like, no, we're doubling down. We're going to give you more content, but we're going to give it to you more consistently. And that, that really was the secret, right? Because I think we would all been burnt out if we had to wait another 10 years to get to this place. I wasn't looking personally, for it. Personally, in this phase, I, le- I like the shows better than the movie so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't seen Shang-Chi, and I I saw Black Widow, and I wish I hadn't seen it. <laughs> but you know, it's it's looking good, man. Uh, what's you a- know, you know what, you know what, uh, YouTuber X is claiming, right? Oh God, I was having such a good night. My moonshine. That's right. No, she she's claiming that her inside sources is saying that so uh, at, le- at least one, <laughs> if not multiple, X Men will appear in Doc Strange. But that's where they make that's- their appearance. That's low hanging fruit, though. But like you know, it'll be short cameos. Um, you know what's gonna be really crazy, bro? I have never been a real, real Fantastic Four character. You've tried to put me on the game a few times, and I'm just like, this, this is pretty stupid. <laughs> like these people should not make it through any skirmish. That's a cosmic level threat. But I've, no, uh- I've always come to enjoy Reed Richards. <laughs> Right, I I should not like him. Doctor to the to superheroes, the doctor of the superheroes, and the what is he ranked number two or three on Marvel's most intelligent? Yeah, he's high up. I don't know because they've been changing it up lately. But like, yeah, right, yeah, actually, I think definitely went up there. I think his daughter actually might be like number two, or I forget, right. like Valerian Richards or something like that. But man, it's just, 
I didn't care about Ant-Man when I was a kid. I did not. I understood his place in the comics, but now I care. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Hank Pym's had some really good arcs, man. Let me go back yeah. and look at some of this shit. I didn't fucking care about Vision when I was a kid. I was like, ah, oh, the fucking West Coast Avengers. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yo, to be honest, I, I, oh, man, I'm going to, I'm really going to, I'm doxing myself right now. But when I was a kid, I used to read not normal Avengers, but West Coast Avengers. Oh. That's why I love Hawkeye. I know. That's where I got my Hawkeye love. <laughs> And it's funny, uh, West Coast Avengers were where they sent all the rejects, like you said, Vision, Wonder Man, Vision, Vision. Everyone loves Vision in the movies. When he, when we were kids, he had no respect in the comics. People were like, "He's a weirdo." <laughs> Fuck that dude. <laughs> dude, I hated Vision so much. I would read Iron Man comics. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, so all the sidekicks or the side characters were thrown there. Yeah. Um, but I, for some reason, I liked it. I don't know, I don't know what it was into me and, and stuff. So, um, I hear, I understand your, I understand your resistance to fan form. I understand it. Reed is obviously a very important character. We got to get him in here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for people, people don't know, in Spider Man 3, the old Spider Man 3, they had, they, you know, didn't have the Fantastic Four at the time. So, they just had a regular doctor talk to us thing but who is actually the person who helped spider-man get the symbiote off him reed richards yeah yeah uh reed so I, I'm, I can't i'm really looking for obviously and dr doom is one of the greatest villains of all time so we uh, that's what we need that looking forward to it um let me ask you a question moving into the next, what what predictions next week so what do you think is going to happen oh for what if yeah so i think we're going to go i think we're going to get the gamora the 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 Thamora uh, character will be added, and they'll just do some team up. You know, we'll get, we'll get an Avengers style team up. Okay, In against that. Infinite Ultron. Quick wrap up, you think, and then we'll probably probably finally get like a post trailer that's going to lead into uh, overarching stuff. I don't know because it's the season finale. I don't know if they're going to show us anything in the future, though. Um, I, I wonder what the next. I can't even make because it's what if you never know what they're going to give you. You know what, but I'm telling you, I think Captain, I think Captain Britain, and and Star Panther, and all these people are gonna come back. Star Panther, um, you know what would be great? <laughs> what if, what if fucking Scarlet Witch showed up in animated form to help them? Like that's where she rushed off from the cabin, and she heard the alternate versions of her son, her sons. That would be amazing. But Marvel. Wait, say that again. Okay. So Scarlet Witch at the end of uh, WandaVision. Oh, she becomes a cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. But that no, would be funny. It, it would be amazing. Um, what was our last subject for tonight? We're just gonna talk about um media we've been consuming, what we've been reading or or doing, right? Because I've watched a couple. I've watched a couple of series and uh, and movies as of late. Uh, you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. And so, uh, um, because it's Halloween. Uh, and I love Mike Flanagan. He does the Haunting in Hill House and the Haunting of Bly Manor. He just came out with Midnight Mass. Uh, you know, it's a horror miniseries on Netflix. It's seven episodes, right. and it is freaking amazing. I love it. You guys should really check that out. Also, horror from Netflix, the Korean movie Squid Game. Have you heard about this? Yes. Yeah, so I've heard about it, obviously, from your live when you were talking to your guest on Thursday. And then I've seen it on Netflix. Now, your guest on Thursday, she said 
it is basically battle royale and what is it hunger games like on steroids and i was like well yes first of all battle royale doesn't need steroids <laughs> so, <laughs> but if it's taking steroids i gotta check this movie this show out it's so it's uh, some more evil organization or something or maybe they're not evil maybe they're good they're good because the, here, here's the difference it's it's willing you have to be willing to play the game okay so you're not abducted right but what they do is they take the drolls of society like the most poorest most pathetic people drug addicts homeless people they go to them and they offer them a chance so like we're gonna take you to an island and you're gonna play a game and if you lose you die but if you win you get a billion dollars the, actually with each player dies the money goes up oh wow and and it's and they actually sign off the rights and so they're all willing participants and you see you get to see their lives and how desperate they are to be there and then they have to come and play these games but you never know what the games are so you can't really get ready for a game oh wow you know and it's a, it's a series so you know and each episode is a real hour it's like 60 minutes none of this 45 minute stuff so you really really get into it it's uh it's nine episodes long Freaking amazing. Really? Can, um, let me yeah. just ask you a question before I step into this. Any traumatic shit with children getting, you know, offed or anything like that? Um, no, no, no. Um, no, no, nothing like that. Nothing All right. Because like that. that's the thing I'm worried most about watching Train to Busan. Right. I've never seen it, but I know that some kids are going to die. And I, I just don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Train to Busan, man. Uh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that you brought that up yeah no change of song every everyone died no i mean not everyone it's uh, plot wise not everyone dies but like yeah a lot of people you care about they, they're so they were so good at tricking you to like the people and then when they die you're like no yeah. um but this this is like that too okay that everyone has a tragic backstory and you get to learn about their back, tragic backstory and you're like i want you want them all to win the squid game you know um I'm gonna check it out. What else you got? What else you got? Um, so what else? I just saw. I just watched the Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos movie. I gotta say, not the greatest. It has gotten me watching old Sopranos though. So what they did is it's a prequel when Tony Soprano was in high school, and and it's about like race riots and all this other stuff. But it's because it's a past. It's so not Sopranos. It doesn't feel like it's connected at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. However, that has me rewatching Sopranos, which I haven't seen in years. So that's Wait. good. That's some good. Sh- and his son, Gail Delfini, uh, his son is actually in this movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So his actual teenage son is playing teenage him. And he looks like he's it off. Yeah. Um, how was his performance? Wonderful. Okay. Okay. To be honest, one of the p- problems with it is he's not the main character. Uh, it's not a yeah. it's not a prequel about tony it's a prequel about christopher Moltisanti's dad who oh, we yeah. never met but it's about his dad that influenced tony to be a gangster and his gangster life if it's not as interesting i would have rather just seen a teenage tony show to be honest that's actually wait so is it a show or a movie it's a movie but i think i hear that what's his face is getting shows and i don't know you know the the creator of it so i don't know what he's doing i don't know if he's going to do a show in that timeline or or what so they have he the, might you know what's really interesting uh the actor that plays the punisher on netflix i always forget this guy's name well, i actually really enjoy him uh yes he plays tony's father in this 
I I always thought it's pretty ironic that he's playing his dad when he seems like he would be the best pick for a newer version of his little cousin Christopher. Like if they were ever to do a, oh, re- right. a remake of the show, but how was his performance? Oh, real good. Yeah, amazing. That's what I thought. What I thought. You know, he's yeah. like a real. Hollywood, I love that guy. He's like a real Hollywood hooligan, right? Have you ever seen his uh, his interviews where he talks about his uh, when he first got to Hollywood after doing a night at the museum? Like he was out there fighting people, doing cocaine and fighting people and shit. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I believe it though. I believe it. He was a man who had a hard time adjusting to this new glitz and glam life. What else you got for me? Um, so that's all, all, that's pretty much all the main, I mean, obviously I'm also, I mean, I'm watching other things that people might be less interested on the channel. Like for instance, I really like, um, only murders in the building, which is on Hulu. Mm, and so it's actually, it's a, it's family fun. Okay. So it's about, it's about people who do up, um, or want to create a podcast. Uh, they're into murder. They're into true crime podcasts. It's right. Steve Martin and Martin short. And Selena Gomez, of all people, the three of them are all into podcasts. And then there was actually a murder in their New York building, and they want to make a podcast about the investigating this guy's murder. Okay, and it's fun. It's like fun. It's fun and shenanigans. Um, that's that's a that's a good time. And then another one I watch, which I will always be a huge fan of, um, what we do in the shadows, which is hysterical. You no, know, dude, I, this is a show I always want to watch. And when I'm gonna start it, I always watch something else. But it right, looks right, right. I know. It's, I was doing that for Squid Game for a while. Every time I was about to press play on Squid Game, I'm like, ah, I've already seen Battle Royale, and I <laughs> skip away. It's bad. It's not, not necessarily better. It's just different. People compare it too much, but it's not exactly. It's not Battle Royale. Um, but uh, what we do in the shadows about four four vampires who live in Staten Island and their roommates. Right. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical, man. It's an totally- Igor character that's obviously <laughs> Yes, yes. They 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 play they make fun of every like vampire trope or or whatever you've ever seen, like from Dracula to to uh, you know, interview with a vampire and all sorts of sorts of things. They they have parodies of everything that goes on in all this stuff. Man, that sounds that sound, that actually sounds really good. I know we were going to briefly talk about the patron saint, ruler of Hollywood, oh, benevolent leader of the free world, Denzel. Our man, Denzel, Denzel. So it, it came out recently. I forget the actress's name. Uh, she's the lead actress for Grey's Anatomy. Let's just call her Whitey. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell my fans I apologize. I love white people. My father was white. <laughs> okay. So this woman, and you, I remember when you told me this. I'm gonna give the. I'm gonna give her just a quick warning. When he to- started telling me the story, I said, "He said, well, did you hear about Denzel?" I said, "No." And then he said, "Well, this actress on Grey's Anatomy," and I had my heart stopped. And I said, "No." What is she accusing him of? <laughs> yeah, Mantis thought that uh, Denzel was being canceled, but oh, 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 hold on for a second. Uh, excuse me, but Denzel was not actually being canceled. This actress, the lead actress of freaking uh, Grey's Anatomy, was talking about how she, you know, Denzel came to uh, direct an episode, and he essentially, she essentially started improvising. Which isn't isn't unheard of, right? You know, actors want to be actors and they want to be able to improvise scenes that they feel like they know better than the director, right? And uh, so Denzel learned or something. He was like, hey, don't do that. 
And then she said publicly that she cursed Denzel out. And I assumed that she thought she was going to get a much different reaction than she got. And they tore her ass up on Twitter. People were just like, how dare you speak about Denzel? Like the races were united. They were like, don't you ever... Right, he is the patron saint of everybody. Everybody loves him, and no matter what color you are, no matter what your background is, he's just an amazing guy. And also in this, it doesn't sound like he's out of line simply asking for someone to stay online. Yeah, and so it is true that a lot of great lines in in movie and television history has been made from improv. Probably. They're just sometimes directors are like, "Could you not do that?" and and they're totally in the right to do that. They're in the right, but there's something that Mantis and I are probably being overly sensitive for. Some of those great moments improv in cinema have been delivered by some of the greatest actors. Maybe not then when they did it, but it catapulted them into the right. They would later on, but yeah. But if you're just a bitch on Grey's Anatomy who has never accomplished, I mean, well, she's getting millions, right? The show is one of the longest running shows in history, right? Okay. It's not an easy way to say this. <laughs> it's crazy anatomy. Come on, let's get real. <laughs> it's crazy anatomy. There's not a lot of range required to be in this show. Maybe just listen to Denzel. But the fact that she attacked him publicly go well for her. Um, and he's a, a saint for putting up with that. He's a saint for putting up with it. And he's a saint for the way that he responded and not responded. I think, uh, I think another thing we need to take into consideration is I don't throw the words good man out easily, but Denzel's a good man, right? I don't know what his relationship with. I hope he is. I I really do. I hope he is. And I hope that his public persona is who he is in private, but that was a bad look for her. Here's what I will say. I think Denzel is the one character, one actor I would be okay with them race bending. Like when you told me once upon a time that they were thinking about having him be Lex Luthor, I was like, oh, that sounds fucking amazing. Evil Denzel as Lex Luthor. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I honestly think that I would be into that. I would actually be into that. (laughs) For Denzel, race bend the character, not for fucking ya, 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 yiggity, or whatever his name is, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen, and he's meant to play Cyclops, you <laughs> son of a bitch. He was born to play Cyclops. I love that you went to Elizabeth, you know. He was meant to be a king. <laughs> <laughs> he will be Cyclops. So swear I. Listen, I, I, I'm not here to placate your fucking ego when it comes to this stuff. Denzel Washington, we love you over here. And if you ever want to stop by a fanboy modeling school and maybe drop us a couple of bucks. We'd be grateful. I wouldn't turn that away. Same with you, Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> Mantis wants really. To- <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> really, anyone wants to throw us bucks, we could we could really use it. <laughs> We've literally recorded this episode in the back of a diner, and they're kicking us out now. So I'm playing. Yo, my, yeah, my mic is a tin can with a string leading into the phone. This isn't even Steve anymore. It's a homeless guy pretending to be Steve. <laughs> Mantis, where can yo, people find you? Yo, you guys, of course, check me on YouTube, Voice of the Fat Mantis. And, of course, on the Spoon app. If you don't have the Spoon app, I don't know what you're doing. Check me out. I have both the Fat Mantis account and I also have Rogue Planet, which which uh, Rogue Planet's every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Everything's about comics. Everything's about nerdness, movies, fun, games, and shenanigans. I love you all. What about you, Curmudgeon? Where can they find you? Folks, you can find me every Tuesday night exclusively on Spoon for conversations that matter, 8 p.m. Eastern, and then Monday through Thursday, 
Request Box Live, 10 p.m. Eastern. And on Fridays, I go on at 11 p.m. Eastern directly after our good friend, Grim Inquiries. Another Spoon Original. Another great show. 10 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. That's true crime right there. True crime. And campaigning now, officially, we've gotten choice for the Hold Up TV. Now we're going for the Hold Up TV Original. Make sure you know it's coming, folks. It's been another episode of Fanboy Modeling School. I'm the curmudgeon. That's the Fat Mantis. And until next time, guys, ciao for now.